Hello everyone and welcome to Healthy State of Mind. I'm Dr. Tracy Murray with Ochsner Health, a clinical psychologist, and I have my co-host here. Hi, my Hi name there. is Caitlin and I am a digital content specialist here at Ochsner. Hi there. And, and this is, again, Healthy State of Mind. This is a series dedicated to educating you all things behavioral health. We're going to be talking about something interesting. What is oh, well, it? everything's interesting, but everything I mean, has been incredibly interesting right. so far. I'll say, I mean, I'm still here, right? You know, showing up. I'm to still learn. talking, and yeah. you're listening, and I hope you guys are listening too. So, we'll be talking about the mind and body connection today. Okay. So, what that is is we're talking about how the mind informs the body, the body informs the mind, and how those things are connected. What do you think immediately of what I? What do you think of when I say mind body connection? Um, my first thought is how our thoughts can influence our physical being. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So it's that and the relationship is bi-directional, meaning that one informs the other and the other informs one. So our mind, when we think about thoughts, when we think about emotionality, when we think about functioning and even components of the the brain mind and brain is different i think of mind as that sub component that you can't really tap into that drives thoughts and emotions experiences perspectives mm -hmm. that informs what our body does so for example if you have stressful thoughts most of the time what would you think that would do to the body so for me mm -hmm. having too much stress manifests in like stomach aches mm -hmm. or headaches or yeah. poor sleep, mm -hmm. um, wonky eating patterns, all of that kind of stuff. Conversely, if you are not treating your body well, what do you think that does to the mind? For me, I feel depressed. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's coming out. So if you're not doing things to feed your body, feed your soul, mm -hmm. feed your mind, they relate directionally. So we'll talk about Com different components. So we'll physical activity, nutrition. We'll talk about healthy intimacy and healthy sex life, which is very important because it's the actual body. Mm -hmm. And then we'll talk about sleep. Okay. okay. Physical activity is the first one. So our mind functions on chemicals, right? Things that help keep things going. We can elicit these things from medication or we can elicit these things from physical activity. The yogas of the world, the Pilates of the world, the actual movement of the world. Mm -hmm. What do you, when you're exercising and doing physical activity, how do you think, what that make you feel like? So <laughs> I'm thinking of like, Running releases endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Mm -hmm. So that's like exactly <laughs> where my brain went. Right. Um, and I, like if I'm feeling kind of sluggish or something or just down, getting mm -hmm. out and about and moving my body, doing a workout or something like that definitely lifts my spirits. Absolutely. So you can, it's that idea about I woke up like this. So you can wake up not feeling great and use physical activity to literally burn down stress and release all those feel-good chemicals, we'll mm -hmm. say. It's endorphins, but it's, it's a lot more. So mm -hmm. release those feel-good chemicals. So it's actually doing like this mm -hmm. in terms of the balance. And right? as far as like exercise is concerned, there's no one exercise that can make – it's – um. It's dependent on the individual person, right? So like some people will feel better after a run, mm -hmm. but I don't want everyone feeling like they have to go for a run because some people maybe don't like running or right. aren't able to run. Or right. So is it to find like what feels better for your body? 
Yeah. So when we think about, think about a range of things, we think about movement in general. So it can depend on the person and where they are in terms of their movement status, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're very sedentary, um, movements may help. But if you are moving a lot, then you may find that you need something in addition to what you're already doing. But in terms of cardiovascular activity, that's what we talk about. If you look at the American Heart Association, they recommend vigorous activity for 300, 150 to 300 minutes in a week, right? Mm-hmm. So that's vigorous for cardiovascular, but that is also what gets you that runner's high. Mm-hmm. But for terms of mental health purposes, we think about movement on a continuum. If you stop, you stop, Right. So if you're very sedentary, we of course would want you to get out there running a marathon. It's stepwise, but you can get benefit from simple movement. So if you're not doing anything, 15 minutes, three times a week would be a good start for you to start to feel the benefits um, emotionally and psychologically. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're already in a habit of doing something, then you may need to change it up as a shock to the body to experience that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, in terms of physical movement as well and chemicals, I want to talk about that in relation to distress. So your body, when you're distressed, meaning almost panicky, can you tell what that feels like? Like your body is, oh yeah, things are going on, you feel out of sorts. Your physical body actually can either drive that or suppress that. So let's say you're feeling particularly panicky, you feel distressed, your emotional mind is really high. Stick your head in the freezer. For real? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Why? Stick your head in the freezer. Wait, what? I mean, I will because you told me to, so I will. (laughs) I trust you. Please just don't go hanging out (laughs) in the freezer. It's most useful for times of distress because it's causing a shock. A part of your nervous system that is receiving feedback from that emotional mind. Remember, it's it's connected. You're highly emotional for whatever reason, really stressed, almost panicky. Your body is doing something too. It's in response to that. But dealing with the mind and the actual panic attack is too daunting. So if you stick your head in the freezer, you're going to shock your body. It's temperature control. You're actually shocking the body enough to say, hey, shut down. The other side of your nervous system will engage and relax. It's that age-old idea of, oh, God, let me splash some cold water in my Mm -hmm. face. Take a sip of water, Mm -hmm. right? Southern old mamas used to always say that, just drink some water, right? So it's that that has an element of helpfulness to it, but it just has to be shocking enough for you. Okay. I say the freezer because if you're at home, hopefully you have a freezer. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, Ice cubes work. If it's cool outside, step outside. It's the heat, too. When you're almost panicky, you feel that sort of heat just kind of waving over you. Yeah. So you have to do something with that chemical exchange. So the mind will fall in line more if you work with that body. Okay. Makes sense? It so does. So it's directly connected. So not only feeding yourself good with meditation and helpful thinking, to make the body fall in line, exercise to make the mind fall in line. But if the mind is hot, you can use it as a treatment. 
mechanism as well for intense moments. Okay. Mm -hmm. This explains um, a TikTok trend that I have been noticing mm -hmm. where people will just dunk their face in a bowl of ice water. That's it. Okay. That's it. So that is yeah. comparable to sticking your head in the freezer. Right. Okay. That's where we – it's actually a, a skill called TIP that we take from dialectic behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. Dr. Marsha Linehan talks about – controlling that emotional mind first. And the first thing is in TIP, it's an acronym. It's temperature control, right? Yeah. And then the I is intense exercise. So to control that emotional mind quickly, you can engage in temperature control or intense exercise. For people who can't, you know, sometimes you just feel, oh man, I'm so, I gotta run, I gotta walk, because you're burning that off and you're engaging the other side. But for people who can't do that, it's temperature control. And one of the things that they actually say in the, the tea is bowl of ice, mm -hmm. right? But you have to be in a place where you can get that bowl of ice. Right. That's why I say freezer. Mm -hmm. Stick your head in the freezer, grab a couple of ice cubes in your hand. And some people, if they feel that whole body thing, I tell them jump in a cool shower. Mm -hmm. Not too long, not too cold. I don't want your hypothermia. Mm -hmm. But because um, what happens when you jump into a shower that's not ready? Oh, ooh, yes. Ooh. It's like, a, oh, oh, like you're you're in shock. That's that's what I want briefly okay. to help you come back from that emotional mind quickly. The P and tip from the dialectic, the DBT is what we call it, um, is um, muscle um, relaxation, paired muscle relaxation and deep breathing. Okay. Okay. But for the temperature control aspect of it. So there are things that you can do with your body to make your mind fall in line. And there are things that you can do with your mind to make your body fall in line, these physical things, these active things. Mm -hmm. um, the next one is nutrition. Okay. We actually had, so what input output is what I say. We actually had a, a session with Laura Kearns, who's a registered dietitian for the oncology department where I work. Mm -hmm. And we will take a look briefly at what Laura has to say. Hey y'all, this is Dr. Murray again with the Healthy State of Mind. Again, I'm a clinical psychologist with Oxner Health, and we have a special guest star um, today to talk about nutrition. Caitlin, you know that you're the love of my life, and you will always be. We have Laura here. Hi, Laura. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. Hi, thanks for coming. You want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. So I'm one of the senior clinical dietitians here at Oshner Health, and I'm housed in the Benson Cancer Center. So I work with uh, patients going through all different stages of their treatment and uh, into the survivorship or post-treatment phase. And then I also work with uh, those who are interested in more integrative approaches uh, to their health as well. I'm glad you mentioned integrative approaches because that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. We often think about mental health and well-being as only being a mind thing, but we do realize that there is a mind and body connection. Input and output is what I call it. So a lot of the things that we put into our body kind of drives what comes out of it. So what do we naturally pull in our body that's good to keep us going? It's food, nutrition, health, water, and all these things. What do you think of that is a big part of the connection between nutrition and just the body in general? Like why, why is it important <laughs> to be nutritional? <laughs> why is it important? How much time do we have here? <laughs> so, right. <laughs> right. So I like your, your, you know, your phrase of input and output. So uh, 
I talk to people a lot about intuitive eating and mindful eating because what we put in is what we get out, right? So if I run up the store up the street and get some fast food or something, you know, I might have a really heavy meal that's, you know, satisfying at the moment, but it doesn't give me a lot of energy later. I'm like, oh, I need a post lunch nap, you know, something like that. Whereas if I eat things that are really light and fresh, I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and whole grains and some lean protein, I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm energized, I'm charged, I'm ready to get through the rest of the afternoon. I'm not going to need that, you know, post-lunch nap afterwards. So the type of food that you're putting in really matters and what you get back out. Absolutely. So I like that, that, that phrase, intuitive eating, just being attentive to what you're eating and how your body feeds back from that is a good way. And I think that's a good way when we think about stress management and eating as well. If you find what you're putting in, what you're eating is not helping, it's bringing you down, it's impacting your mood, maybe change it up, right? Maybe see what else may work, see what else may feed in. What do do you think are some of the big targets or big areas that we would want to think about when we want to have a good mood, essentially? Like, what should we be intuitively thinking about putting in our body? That's a great question. So I typically find when people are really um, really stressed or even depressed, um, that can really affect what they're eating and how often they're eating. So people either tend to go towards eating too little because uh, the stress response that they have causes them not to have an appetite, and so they're not eating at all. So they're not getting enough energy. So that input is not enough. And so the output is not as great. So then they can become more fatigued and that can actually make the mood even worse. Um, similarly, on the flip side, uh, some people's stress response leads them to eat more or to overeat or um, maybe go for foods that are really high in sugar. And so they get almost like a temporary, like big jolt of energy and then they crash. And same kind of thing that's actually not helping the stress response at all. It's maybe damaging it or making, you know, uh, a worse response or more depression. So, uh, again, using foods that are like stabilizing, giving you constant energy are things that can actually help balance you out a little bit. And what are some of those foods that give you that stabilizing energy that won't make you crash? So I usually talk about um, in terms of how your activity level is. So if you're not going to be super active, like even for me, I spend a lot of the day in the chair and I'm talking one-on-one like this. And so I don't necessarily need a heavy carbohydrate loaded meal. Now, if I was going to go do a workout or ride a bike or something like that, I would. But for just day-to-day sitting around, I'm looking more for like lean proteins, healthy fats like fish and nuts and avocados. Um, and then a lot of vegetables and some fruits, those kind of foods. And those will give you that nice, stable energy um, to get you through the day versus a temporary energy. Right. Okay. And also another part of like nutrition is that digestive system, right? Like what is processing mm-hmm. our food. And you hear a lot of talk about myths about the gut and how the gut lining and, and all these kind of things. What's your what's your take on that in terms of a healthy gut and how that can relate to mood? Yeah, I think that the gut and the gut microbiome are a really exciting area of nutrition that we're still trying to understand. And we're making, you know, definite strides in that area, but it's 
still, uh, there's just so much to still unpack and to learn. Um, so one of the things we know is having a healthy gut and a healthy gut microbiome is important for our immune system and our immune response. So if we have a healthy gut and we're putting in a lot of healthy fibers in particular, um, that will lead to that healthier gut microbiome. And that can help with our immune system because a huge portion of our immune system comes from our gut. But then it can also help with mood as well. So when we have a healthy, happy gut, we can have a happy, healthy mind. <laughs> Perfect. What do you think about like that healthy eating in terms of sleep? Because I have a whole segment on sleep and I talk about mm -hmm. how your rhythm is all day. It's working in this 24 hour period and just having um, consistency in your eating, being on schedule so your body knows what to expect. Would you, would you say that that was true? Absolutely. I actually talk to yeah. people often about that. So a lot of people know that sleep is something that should kind of be on a schedule and our body has this circadian rhythm, especially when it comes to sleep. But it's the same thing with food. So again, if you're under eating and not having a great appetite, putting your body on a set schedule is one of the things that you can do to help improve that. Um, so, you know, if you eat breakfast at the same time every day, lunch at the same time, like you said, your body learns to anticipate those times and it can function a little bit better with that consistency. And then same thing if you're trying to control your weight, you know, um, having more calories earlier in the day. Uh, there was just a study published that was showing earlier calories and consistent meal times was actually one of the ways to help with weight control. Um, because skipping meals or skipping early meals in the day leads to heavy eating in the evening or too much eating at night. And then you've just put all this fuel into your body. So your body's like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's do some activity. It's not like winding down. Okay, I'm ready to calm down and go to sleep. No, you just filled it up with fuel. So it needs to do something. Mm -hmm. So that can really right. affect how well ready to burn. you know, wind down and go to sleep. <laughs> So you heard from Lauren what she had to say. So basically to recap what she said was input output, right? What you put in your body and what food you feed it relates directly to what your body gives you back. And we talked about intuitive eating, just having awareness of what you put in your body and the feedback your body is giving you. So if you're putting things into your body and you're tired and sluggish and you're and feeling down and extra fatigued, do something different. Mm -hmm. Try different things and some of the tips that Laura talked about, what kinds of food, things that feed your gut health, things that help you not, that go along with your body's rhythm and your metabolism to kind of get from there. Right. Right. I think that's really important um, because as we know, like diet culture can be very um, all-consuming mm -hmm. and you see like standard meals that are like load up on veggies, which is very good. Like that's a, a positive thing to do. But some vegetables, like for me, some vegetables don't work with my body. Right. They make me feel sick. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to reach for those. Like right. broccoli, for example, is a no-go. And mm -hmm. I've learned that through trial and error. Right. And I would eat it because I thought I had to. Mm -hmm. Um but can you can you share something that we can do? I know probably a lot of people watching have like 
full-time jobs. For Mm -hmm. me, around the two to three o'clock hour, I feel that slump. And that's when I start reaching for something that gives me quick energy, like Mm -hmm. some sweets or like, you know, a handful of chocolate chips or something like that. What is, what's an alternative that we can try? Mm -hmm. Because that temporarily fuels my body, Mm -hmm. but it makes my mind suffer right. later. And I would say, like we talked about, it's it's not necessarily that one point. You have to look at your whole rhythm, 24-hour mm-hmm. period, because what's driving that tiredness in the afternoon might be dictated by other things, oh. not just what you're putting in. Make sense? Yes, it does. So what's driving that tiredness, is it that you're not eating enough or the right things at breakfast and lunch, whatever your breakfast and lunch is? Are you eating too soon? Are you not sleeping well enough is the the meal that you ate before too heavy to where you can't sleep so it's less necessarily about that quick and fast and more about holistic thinking right and that input output in your mind and body mm-hmm. so if something's going on like take take note basically take note and become aware of what you're feeding your body mm-hmm. and what what were you doing right in that moment Right. What is driving that sluggishness? And maybe not necessarily eat. You might be dehydrated. Yeah. Right. You might need some physical movement. What did you eat for lunch that might be driving it? What did you do for breakfast or didn't do for Mm -hmm. breakfast or lunch? Some people skip breakfast. Right. Mm -hmm. When your body does need fuel. Think of like a car like we talked about. It's putting around Mm -hmm. if you don't give it gas. Right. Can't go. So thinking about these things intuitively, I can't say that there is a quick fix mm-hmm. when it's so much more than one thing that you pinpoint in terms of nutrition and putting things into your body. What you put in or don't put in will give you output. So we'll go ahead and jump right into the next component, mm-hmm. which is a healthy, intimate and sex life. Okay. Right. When we think about intimacy, I like to keep that apart from se- sex life because that's input as well. That's what you're taking in that feeds your mind and body. First thing is making sure you have a connection. When you have sex or intimacy, it's actually releasing feel-good chemicals as well. Mm -hmm. It's actually giving you a burst of those good things that make you feel good. And it's cardiovascular. (laughs) So not only having a healthy communication and relationship with yourself to where you feel comfortable, That includes body image, that includes confidence, that includes just feeling good with your own body, in your own body, in your own space, but also having that healthy communication with whatever partner you're having um, with intimacy and sex. So physical touch, kissing, time alone, the actual act of sex, all of that's important when we talk about that mind and body connection. If you're confused, if you're not comfortable in your body, that will come out in your intimate life and in your sex life and what you gauge from that. If you don't feel confident with your sex partner, if you're not fulfilled, that will impact what you think and what you feel about yourself, about this whole situation, right? It's complicated, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's that really that give and take and that balance. So it requires both for both parties. A lot of times people people tend to say that there's a difference between people who are men and women, right? I, I, I'm not sure that that's the case, but what I'm sure of is human beings need a balance of both, right? There's no separation between being a human, right? So basic human things is what I say. If we were on here, I'd use another word, but basic human mm-hmm. human things is what we say related to that. Okay. 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 Um. 
when you're thinking about also difficulties with a healthy sex life, healthy intimacy, a couple of things. We think about fatigue, right? So when we think about fatigue is quite different than needing sleep. Fatigue is this overall tiredness. So again, going back to physical activity, nutrition, everything connects, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're like, gosh, I'm not having a healthy sex life with my partner, take a look at those other things too. Are you eating enough? Are you feeding your body good things? Are you physically active? And are you getting enough sleep? When we talk about sleep, we talk about quality and quantity. We talk about um, getting enough sleep is in a number of hours and make sure that sleep is uninterrupted. Make sure you're rolling through the stages of sleep how you need to. Back to when we talked about that full segment on sleep. So I was just about it, to say. Go back to it and watch it. It's our very first episode, I think, Very right? first episode mm-hmm. that we talked about healthy sleep. So healthy sleep does relate to mind-body connection, mm-hmm. input-output, healthy sex life, even what you, the whole rhythm in a 24-hour period, all the things that you're doing, that's sleep, that's activity, that's intimacy, that's sex, yeah. that's um, what you're eating, right? Everything is connected. So when we think of depression, when we think of anxiety, when we think of not feeling with it, when we think of feeling off, that drives what your body does. Mm -hmm. When you don't do good things with your body, when you're not giving your body what it needs, that drives depression, anxiety, mood changes, feeling off. Mm -hmm. So they're both important to do. Mm -hmm. I feel like for some people, this information can feel overwhelming because Mm -hmm. we really are talking about, I mean, the mind-body connection that Mm -hmm. is all-encompassing. That's who we are. Mm -hmm. So would you say that what in what ways can we kind of like start small and then build on it? You mentioned like three times a week, go on a 15-minute walk. Mm -hmm. Maybe try to have a little bit more protein at breakfast, see how you feel by lunch. Or, you know, if you are eating too much sugar, which I'm doing right now, Mm -hmm. scaling back on the sugar. And I have noticed my slump is less and I do have more energy in the late afternoon. Um, So I think like it's just important to encourage people that you can start where you are. And it is kind of trial and error, right, to figure out what works for your body. Like no broccoli for me. Right. One thing at a time is what I would say. Take one thing. And we do have that other segment on smart goal setting. Take one thing at a time. So intuition, just for the first thing is kind of maybe writing down what it is that you're doing, what it is that you're eating, what physical activity when so documentation so if you like just a take a journal cal- like or a, something like a journal itself mm-hmm. of sleep of um eating a physical activity when you feel tired when you feel not so great and it can be bullet points like you can get a calendar tired today ate a burger even more tired didn't sleep well that night mm-hmm. and just kind of get a snapshot do that for maybe a week Mm-hmm. and get a snapshot of what's going on, then focus on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is sleep. Maybe it is nutrition because the one thing at a time will have a domino effect and impact the others. Small changes make big impact. Right. Right. So even if you change something subtle, like consistent sleep times, you might find that you're having more energy 
to do physical activity, more energy to have a healthy sex life, need more energy to communicate yeah. with those around you. Right. So I would say use the smart goal approach one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ready for our mindful moment? I am. All right. We're going to do something a little different. Well, everything is a little different when we do it. Everyone, a mindful moment is when we just take a couple of moments to do something mindful that is being aware and non-judgmental. So what we'll do is we're going to do physical touch, right? Okay. Since we're talking about body and mind and how it relates to the mind. So really quick, I want you to check in to see where your mind is right now. And just use some words to describe where your mind is. Um, my first one is here. Here. I okay. feel present, present right now. Right. I'm alert. I'm alert. Alert. I'm Very alert. alert. Right. Because um, we're doing this segment and we're into it. Right. right. I do feel a little fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I'm hungry. Okay. I just felt my stomach growl. Okay. So that's something. All right. Um, and then uh, it's it wouldn't be me if I wasn't always a little bit overwhelmed. Right. <laughs> so a little bit overwhelmed. So what we're going to do is hopefully we're checking into that and we'll see where we are. It could change. It could not change mm-hmm. before. So we have a little bit of lotion and okay. it's scented lotion. So what we're going to do, I'll have you put it in your hand. Don't rub it in yet. Okay. Put a little. Oh, that was a lot. Was that a lot? No. Okay, good. All right. That's perfect. So what we're going to do is do, it, it's kind of a grounding Mindfulness of smell and mindfulness of touch, so all of that combined. Okay. So first thing I want you to do is just to smell it. Oh, you were about to, what were you about to do? I was about to let. You were, you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. huh? So just kind of cup your hands and smell it. Maybe close your eyes and really breathe into what that smells like. It's eucalyptus. I feel like I'm at a spa. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> is it? Yes. Mm, mm. What is it doing? I don't know. I just feel intuitively more settled. I feel like it kind of slowed my heart rate down a mm-hmm. little bit. And just take a few moments just smelling in and out. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'll begin to rub it in. What does it feel like? Describe it to me. Use adjectives, descriptive, kind of squishy. Uh, squishy, soft, smooth. So how do you know something is soft and smooth, though? Because mm, it, it's like gliding. Uh-huh. It's just gliding over my hands. It's cool. Cool. My hands are freezing. Yeah. Cold. But I get it. Like smooth, soft. Now, really, in the next few moments, just focus on, man, just your hands and using very descriptive words to describe what you feel. Maybe slowing down a little bit. Maybe checking into each finger. Maybe touching hands and having them open and feeling one hand at a time. Kind of noticing how you can tell the difference between when a hand is touching itself and when it's touching the other hand, right? How the fingernails feel differently. The palms of your hand feel different than the back of your hand. Notice where your breathing is in this moment. And just settling into a space 
Are your hands comfortable in just settling there and not moving? And just breathing and feeling. Where's your mind now? Just, I feel like my mind is just focused on the touch of my hands, honestly. I feel more settled. Yeah. More settled. Mm -hmm. Less alert than what we were before. Mm -hmm. Way more relaxed. Okay. I feel good, actually. Okay. Yeah. You're feeling. And right? this smells delicious. Right. What a great choice. <laughs> so you're doing things for your body. Mm -hmm. And what's falling in line? My mind. Your mind, mm -hmm. right? We only did, we just touched. Mm -hmm. So I would say out there for you and for everyone, if all you have to do to, to stimulate that mind-body connection in a healthy way, after you jump out the shower, hopefully. After you jump out the shower, um, lotion your body. Mm -hmm. Not quickly. Just for a few moments. Not That's just me. to get it I'm done. Like, Next. Right? Yeah. But maybe a few moments just to be. Yeah. Just be. Make it a ritual. Make it a ritual. And just be. Mm -hmm. Feel it. That stimulation, that intimacy, that connectedness is going to do a lot for your mind and your body. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Again, I'm Tracy Murray, Dr. Tracy Murray with Auctioner Health. I'm a clinical psychologist. But remember, these educational series don't serve as a therapeutic relationship, but merely to make you aware, give you some tools and tips. If you're looking for a full therapeutic relationship with a professional, see the resources that we have. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Murray. Of course.